section 19 of other themes this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org read by richa father themes by walter higgins royal westminster the houses of parliament when in the 11th century edward the confessor built the palace from which to survey the erection of his beloved abbey he little dreamed that upon the very spot would meet the parliament of an empire greater even than rome nor did he realize that through several centuries westminster palace would be the favorite home of the kings and queens of england william rufus added to the confessor's edifice and also partially built the walls of the great hall which is the sole thing that remains of the ancient fabric other kings enlarged the palace from time to time stephen erected the chapel of st stephen in which met the commons from the time of edward the sixth till the year eighteen thirty four when a terrible fire wiped out practically the whole of the ancient palace of westminster to-day when we stand on westminster bridge or lambeth bridge and survey the huge building which provides london with one of its greatest landmarks we are looking at a new palace from the river not a stone of the old structure is visible a magnificent palace it is too its towers one at each end rise high into the air one of them three hundred and twenty feet high the other twenty feet more and its buildings cover a matter of eight acres from westminster bridge we see the whole of the river front nine hundred feet long with the famous terrace in front where in summer the members of parliament stroll and take tea with their friends westminster hall which fortunately survived the disastrous fire of eighteen thirty four is on the side farthest from the river it runs parallel with the house of commons and projects from the main building just opposite the end of the henry seventh chapel in the abbey if we enter the parliament buildings we shall very possibly do so by the famous hall known as st stephen's hall built on the site of the ancient house of commons westminster hall then lies to our left as we enter down a flight of steps let us descend for a few moments for the hall is perhaps the finest of its kind in all our land its vast emptiness silences the words which rise to our lips we feel instinctively that this is a place of wonderful memories our eyes travel along the mighty carved oak roof which spans the great width of the building and we can scarcely believe that this roof was built so long ago as the time of richard too or even earlier and it is still the actual timbers we see in places what stories could these ancient stones beneath our feet tell us had they but the power what tales of joy and what tales of terrible tragedy here we held many of the festivities which followed the coronation ceremonies in the abbey henry three here showed to the citizens his bride eleanor of provence when there was assembled much a multitude of the nobility of both sexes such numbers of the religious and such a variety of stage players that the city of london could scarcely contain them whatever the world pours forth of pleasure and glory was there especially displayed and yet a few years later saw that same henry taking part in a vastly different spectacle when in the presence of a gathering equally distinguished he was compelled to watch the archbishop of canterbury as he threw to the stone floor of the hall a lighted torch with these words thus be extinguished and stink and smoke in hell all those who dare to violate the charters of the kingdom 
A plate let into the floor tells us that on that spot stood Wentworth, Earl of Strafford, strong minister of a weak king, when he was tried for his life, while upon the stairs which we have descended is another tablet to mark the spot whence that weak king himself, Charles I, heard his death sentence. Here, too, were tried William Wallace, Thomas More, and Warren Hastings, while just outside in Old Palace Yard, the half-demented Guido folks and the proud, scholarly Sir Walter Raleigh met their deaths. Returning to St. Stephen's Hall, which is lined with the statues of the great statesmen, who were famous in the older chamber, and passing up another flight of steps, we find ourselves in the octagonal central hall, or, as it is more usually called, the lobby. Here we are practically in the middle of the great pile of buildings. To our right, as we enter, stretches the House of Lords and all the apartments that pertain to it, the audience chamber, the royal robing room, the peer's robing room, the House of Lords library, ending in the stately square tower known as the Victoria Tower. To our left lies the House of Commons and all its committee, dining, smoking, reading rooms, etc., ending in the famous Big Ben Tower. Big Ben is, of course, known to everybody. Countless thousands have heard his thirteen and a half tons of metal boom out the hour of the day and have set their watches right by the fourteen-foot-minute hands of the four-clock faces, which has measured twenty-three feet across. The House of Lords itself is a fine building, ninety feet long and forty-five feet wide, its walls and ceiling beautifully decorated with paintings representing famous scenes from our history. At one end is the king's gorgeous throne, and beside it, slightly lower, those of the Queen and the Prince of Wales. Just in front is the famous wool sack, an ugly red seat stuffed with wool as a reminder of the days when wool was the chief source of the nation's wealth. On this, when the House is in session, sits the Lord Chancellor of England, who presides over the assembly. The House of Commons is not quite so ornate. Here the benches are upholstered in a quiet green. At the far end is the Speaker's chair. The Speaker, as you probably know, is the chairman of the House of Commons, the member who has been chosen by his fellows to control the debates and keep order in the House. In front of the Speaker's chair is a table, at which sit three men in wigs and gowns, the clerks of the House, on the table lies the mace, the heavy staff, which is the emblem of authority. End of section 19